0: It was a bright, cloudless day, and Mary Catherine had bundled the kids up like we lived at the North Pole. It was cold with a decent breeze, but not what most New Yorkers would consider brutal. My grandfather Seamus would call it crisp. It was too crisp for the old priest. He was snuggled comfortably in his quarters at Holy Name. I wore an insulated Giant's Windbreaker in jeans. I admit, I looked at the kids occasionally and wished Mary Catherine had dressed me as well, but it wasn't that bad. I herded the whole group to our usual spot, across from Rockefeller Center at 49th Street and 6th Avenue. It was a good spot, where we could see all the floats and make our escape afterward with relatively little hassle. I was afraid this might be the year that some of the older kids decided they'd rather sleep in than get up before dawn to make our way to Midtown. Maybe it was due to Chrissy's tearful conversation with Brian, but everyone was up and appeared excited despite the early hour. Now we had staked out our spot for the parade and were waiting for the floats. It was perfect outside, and I gave in to the overwhelming urge to lean over and kiss Mary Catherine. Chrissy and Shauna crouched in close to us as Jane flirted with a couple of boys from Nebraska, after I'd spoken to them, of course. They were nice young men in their first year at UN Kearney. We could tell by the reaction of the crowd that the parade was coming our way. We sat through the first couple of marching bands and earthbound floats before we saw one of the stars of the parade, Snoopy, in his red scarf, ready for the Red Baron. Of course, Eddie had the facts on the real Red Baron. He said, You know, he was an ace in World War I for Germany. His name was Manfred von Richthofen. He had over 80 kills in dogfights. The kids tended to tune out some of Eddie's trivia, but Mary Catherine and I showed interest in what he said. It was important to keep a brain like that fully engaged. Like any NYPD officer on or off duty, I keep my eyes open and always know where the nearest uniformed patrol officer is. Today I noticed a tall, young African-American officer trying to politely corral people in our area who ignored him and crept onto the street for a better photo. I smiled, knowing how hard it is to get people to follow any kind of rules unless there is an immediate threat of arrest. Then I heard it. At first, I thought it was a garbage truck banging a dumpster as it emptied it. Then an engine revved down 49th Street, and I turned to look. I barely had any time to react. A white Ford step-van truck barreled down the street directly toward us. It was gaining speed, though it must have had to slow down to get by the dump truck parked at the intersection of 49th and 6th as a blockade. Shauna was 10 feet to my right, focused on Snoopy. She was directly in the path of the truck. It was like I'd been shocked with electricity. I jumped from my spot and scooped up Shauna a split second before the truck rolled past us. I heard Mary Catherine shriek as I tumbled with Shauna on the far side of the truck. The truck slammed into spectators just in front of us. One of the boys from Nebraska bounced off the hood with a sickening thud. He lay in a twisted heap on the rough asphalt. His University of Nebraska jacket was sprayed with a darker shade of red as blood poured from his mouth and ears. The truck rolled onto the parade route until it collided with a sponsor vehicle splattered with the Kellogg's logo. The impact sent a young woman in a purple pageant dress flying from the car and under the wheels of a float. Screams started to rise around me, but I couldn't take my eyes off the truck. The driver made an agile exit from the crumpled driver's door and stood right next to the truck. Over his face, he wore a red scarf with white starburst designs. He shouted, How color? Chapter 3. I stood in shock just like about everyone else near me. This was not something we were used to seeing on U.S. soil. Eddie and Jane, crouching on the sidewalk next to me, both stood and started to move away from me. I grabbed Eddie's wrist. He looked back at me and said, we've got to help them. Jane had paused right next to him as I said, we don't know what's going to happen. As I said it, The driver of the truck reached in his front jacket pocket and pulled something out. I couldn't identify it exactly, but I knew it was a detonator. I shouted.